Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast on The Story Tinker. And today we are with Bundan, Fire Dancer, and Foo. Hi. Hello. Hi. So, hi. This episode is called Nettlesome Nurse, and personal admission 37 and 38 are for sure my favorite episodes, along with 93. Iconic. So, Indeed. Uh, close to my heart. <sighs> so I'm, I'm super thrilled. So we open up with, dare I say, handsome Kieran smirking <laughs> at Lauren. I'm opening with this something, okay? This whole I can chapter feel is food soul escaping <laughs> her body. <laughs> Look at that face. Look at that hair over his eyes. Look at that smile. Look Look at at that smoke effect. Like he knows what effect he's gonna have on Lauren, my apartment officer, casually. (laughs) And Lauren, of course, your apartment, you own an actual one. Like (laughs) being uncivilized. Yeah. I feel like this is a call out to the readers as well. Because like did not think he had an apartment. I just thought he lived in the cave uh, up until this point. You can mm-hmm. tell kind of with how it is written. It's all like because Lauren is almost the audience avatar because mm-hmm. what we learn is what like we learn through her mostly. So him just being like, "Do you really think I lived in a cave?" It's just like, like listen, we were fools. Okay, there was a bed <laughs> in the cave. What do you want from us? <laughs> We have no reason to think he didn't live in that cave. There is a bed in that cave. I mean, I guess there's no functional bathroom, but there is running water. I mean, he's a man. Exactly. He can go outside. He's a man. He can he can do his business wherever. So it's he has just a shower. Like... He has a built-in water source shower in his cave. Yeah. He doesn't even have to go outside. Yeah. But this man <laughs> could go to the here. waterfall. The waterfall blocking the entrance is the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just hearing mad world players in a man standards. cave. Like you think he left that place? <laughs> Batman. Yes. Well, Kieran is proving us all wrong because he does have an apartment. All right. Lauren's like, that's what it looked like. Being all angry, he creaks open the door. He's like, well, R-I-P no, I don't. Preconception. Mm-hmm. besides it's hard to heat caves in the winter and the face he has is like he stopped smirking and he kind of just toned down and became normal. So I appreciate that. You know, he's going into his home space and he's maybe being a little bit more himself, maybe being a little more true. Oh, see, I just read that face as like disappointment that he couldn't actually live in the cave. (laughs) (laughs) The cave fits his aesthetic. It does. He tried so hard. Did you really think I lived in a cave? I wish I could, but really? I love Lauren's Lauren? face when yeah, she, she's yeah. like, <laughs> she's just sitting there in the car, just like, oh. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I think I she's super curious, just like hopping because of her foot. Like, you can see like the lines of like oh, her. That's hopping. what it was. I was wondering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you for clarifying, Foo. <laughs> 
cute. So yeah, he walks in the apartment. Lauren is totally curious. She has her faces like wide open. She's just like all of us. Kieran takes off his coat. <clears throat> I'm not going to say sexy, but maybe I will. And <laughs> already. Okay. And we walk in and I was super intrigued to see his house because a per the way a person arranges their home tells you a lot about their mental state. It tells you how they value themselves. If they are in have enough headspace to keep their apartment clean and organized if they keep it beautiful i think it means they respect themselves and they, they find themselves worthy of love so i was super intrigued by what his apartment would be like and we walk in and it looks quite homey in my opinion you know he has nice classic furniture he has everything he needs he has little flowers he has glasses he has mugs you know it's set up properly and um lauren says so she says at least it's better decorated in here <laughs> I like that it's it's simple he it's not fancy or anything it he's not like wealthy or anything but it's just a decent mm -hmm. home for yeah. a single 20 something living in the city like yeah bigger than my apartment too like mm -hmm. it's got it, a nice it place. looks like he lives here yeah yeah it's, it it's looks like in. it's been lived in it does yeah. yeah you can see like some papers um something you'll notice is by the kitchen there's a table and it only has one chair and a stool meaning he probably doesn't get visitors Aww. like that table is like you know one by one there is not much space on it that's upsetting <laughs> right, but his desk looks like it has two chairs i think yeah he probably yeah. has a few chairs all over him like move them around yeah. where they needed yeah, no, it, yeah oh, okay, it so just feels kind of like a like you said, just homey. Like it's lived in. Yeah. It's kind of the hard to walls. see, but like you can, looking at this panel, like where it's Lauren looking at it, like when we see the back of her head, you can see the silhouette of a sofa closest to her and then like a coffee table. Is that what they're called? Yeah. And then we see some bookcases like on a, I don't know, windowsill. Kind of, like, yeah, on the windowsill. And then we books. see it. Yeah. We see a door. Something else in that corner, on um, somewhere, something else on that right side that we can't really make out. And then we have the kitchen area. Yeah, and he has everything set up. He has pots, he has firewood, he has things on the stove. Like he's well equipped. Mm -hmm. he, he, frankly, it probably looks a lot better than a lot of vegetable pads of people his age. He even has a plant. That's not yeah, that. He has plants. Bro, he has, he's, he's a functional person. <laughs> you think but he sings to his plants too. Like, Oh, I think the Phantom Scythe provides for a one case. Honestly, I'm like, bro, does he have insurance? Like, you know, if I could like afford an apartment like this, you know, maybe I would join the Phantom Scythe. <laughs> That's how they get you. Like slippery slope. One minute you're just there in it, just to like launder some money. The next minute you're hiding bodies. Like that's how they trap you. Next minute you're making bombs. It's all great. You know, just, you know, one minute I'm smuggling stuff and the next minute I'm dumping bodies in my basement. You know, just a regular afternoon. <laughs> For a little bit of rug and couch. <laughs> so Kieran says, that's so kind of you. Thank you. And he's not lying. You know, um, it's maybe you could say sarcastic, but maybe not. I'm so glad you like my cozy little mess. Oh, it's so sweet. He's hanging up his coat on the coat rack thing over there. He like has everything like my house is not all completely functional either <laughs> i mean like that no patience but and then he says wait here and he opens up a door goes inside we 
any clang and thump so i don't know what's going on there maybe yeah. that room is not so neat <laughs> yeah i think it's a i think it's a bathroom because you can see tiles on the wall so mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense i was wondering about the bathroom also because I, I yeah so good i'm glad there was a bathroom <laughs> and lauren asks as she's hopping thank you foo why bring me here and um she goes over to the couch and we see he has a record player which looks a little more like a 60s era record player but whatever my parents have one that looks almost exactly like this so mm-hmm. it's just like oh so he listens to music in his spare time oh, nice. he's got an ipod of the time <laughs> right he listens to lady gaga like i can see him just belting born this way like yes, you know he when he's alone in his apartment mm-hmm and he has a lot of books. We've seen some classic books over there. And here he has more, those look kind of look more like journals or sketchbooks to me. They don't look like novels or, you know, fiction um, because yeah. they are blank and they're different sizes. So they actually look kind of like yeah. sketchbooks. Love and, just snooping through his stuff. Like oh yes, please snoop, Lauren. We love it. <laughs> I think any of them are like photo books. Like maybe it's some photos from I, when um, he was a kid. Ooh, uh, you should have opened them up. Kieran. You should have. Baby Kira. <laughs> Please, guys. In what world is that appropriate, though? Karen carries her across a bridge, right, to make sure that, like, she's to make sure that her foot's okay, and then she starts snooping into his private life. You know, be like, "Hey, Kieran, what are these? Can you show them to me?" Yeah, flutter. Yeah, you know, she's a she's a detective. She's a detective. She's curious. (laughs) <laughs> she wouldn't dig through his stuff outright, especially because she doesn't know when he's coming back. But also, I think she's just kind of literally just looking around to see what she can see without picking up his stuff. Because yeah, she, she just kind of like, like she made a big deal out about not caring about his past or like yeah. his real stuff. So I doubt she would want to have him catch her or like digging through his stuff to see yeah. what he'd like. That would be too much of an ego boost for him, and she would not allow that. Yeah, no, she's just kind of. <laughs> She's just like circling there, just kind of like yo. By the way, you just got you guys just reminded me when, um, when I was a teenager, I used to babysit all the time, and I remember my favorite activity to do. And now I'm wondering, was it correct? I used to always look at their photo albums, and I love their wedding albums. I, I kind of thought I don't know they're always like out somewhere, so I guess I don't know. I, I assume you know it's not like they were hidden somewhere; they were always like on the bookshelf. So like for me, that was like here, you know, we put it there for everyone to see. I never thought about it. If it was like, if they meant it to be seen or not, <laughs> well, too late now. Photos are kind of a gray area. Cause it's like, I mean, you put them in the book. So like you wanted them to be seen. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess if it's friends, it's probably fine. And like, you know, they have it there and it's for like people to look at them. Like, it's if like it's on the, on the coffee bookshelf. table and stuff yeah yeah then it, they're meant to be looked at we have but stuff like that in like, my house this is a ps assassin and their relationship is supposed to say strictly profession uh professional yeah. and although this isn't very professional <laughs> yeah yeah only, no. i mean they kind of are crossing lines here so i i think it's starting to get blurred episodes yeah. 26 and 27 man it changed things yes <laughs> yes it did man lauren really should have just let him bleed out no 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 listen so his excuse where for why he's crossing these lines is you're living in the 11th district that's too far from great chapel and your wounds needed to be tended okay believable believable (laughs) he is telling the truth yeah it's true he's telling the truth 
but he's but, okay. also something collect selectively calling you know maybe there's another motive as well like I need friends in my life and I'm all alone come stay with me Lauren oh hmm. okay I will say though this is a weird line because Karen actually lives in the 11th precinct himself. Yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't he like, live in the district? I think they read yeah. that kind of because, like, you said yesterday when we were recording the earlier episodes that he kind of lives in like near the border between the 6th and the 11th or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he lives barely in the 11th. Which he lives yeah, like but deep also- in the 11th. So I think that was just something they kind of retconned yeah so we thought he lived in the sixth precinct f confirmed that he does live he does indeed live in the 11th precinct which is what spurred us to figure out like where in the 11th precinct it is y'all found this man's address like a bunch of stalkers (laughs) it was for the greater good that day right (laughs) you remember that i vaguely remember that day it's been it's been a while i know oh my god it feels like yesterday for me damn (laughs) Oh, that's so depressing. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, um, this he it is confirmed that he does live in the eleventh precinct. However, when asked about it, I've said that um, Lauren lived farther into the eleventh precinct. So the reason that they're stopping here, like that's too far away from Gray Chapel, and your wounds need to be tended, uh, like tended. It's because he can bring her to this point, but. He can't carry her all the way across the 11th precinct. That's just too far. But he can bring her to the edge. Also, imagine him just dropping her at her apart- or like her house by her uncle. And she's like all bloody and stuff. And he's like, hello, goodbye. Runs away. <laughs> Delivery <laughs> service. <laughs> uncle's like, what did this man do to you? And he's just like, I'm out. Eats himself back. Um, so Lauren kind of contemplates this. I think she is also thinking about like why did he really bring me here um and then Kieran walks out of the bathroom with a, um, a first aid kit and he says follow me and you know Lauren there's kind of a lot of panels of her looking because she's hesitating she's I think uncomfortable with this new level of intimacy you know she's in his house that's a very personal so I think she's not feeling comfortable and he says get over here you're bleeding all over my carpet <laughs> which oh my gosh yes that that upsets me. It's so annoying. <laughs> I say that carpet looks expensive. Blood is very hard to get out of stuff. Indeed. Hmm. Man, like imagine... as he would probably know. <laughs> oh. Imagine... oh my god, London! <laughs> he gets oh, injured uh... a lot, man, and you his know blood, murder. His own blood. <laughs> also, his own blood, but like you know, he murders a lot. His and he uses the same yeah. outfit every time. It's a white shirt. He needs to clean that somehow. It's got like You're... bleach. Okay. He's got like a whole sales like thing of bleach in his basement to clean his shirt. Wait, but Bundin. There was a moment, there was for a bit, Kieran went off the radar, like no one knew what he was doing. I can, my theory what? is, getting more white shirts? Theory is, during that time, he was teaching himself how to get blood out of clothing, like really effectively. That's all he did. He just developed the best technique on how to get blood out of clothing. Okay, that is a very good skill. That is my only Indeed. domestic skill that I have. I'm very good at removing stains. It is an art to learn that so if he did do that respect to him Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice so Lauren says oh sorry 
And then she, as she hops along, she says, what did you see at the Grim Goblin? And we do see her trailing blood all over the place. And she grimaces in pain and she kind of stammers like anything that could help us because she's clearly in pain. And Kieran, who has opened his shirt at this point, says, yes, quite a lot, in fact. <laughs> I'm sorry, the man is gorgeous, okay? I mean, no, like, like Bert, if you just see that panel, it's like, there's like dust all over, there's like kind of dust particles in the air, there's candlelight, and then he's just sitting over here looking. Chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Wait, guys, something I noticed just now is that there's a panel that lingers on the blood stain on the carpet. Do you think it's going to be relevant later on? Like, do you think the police are going to oh, search Kieran's house and stuff? Oh, see that no. blood stain because he like forgot to take it out or something? I mean, well, no, you saw you saw him like scrubbing it later. So yes, really? he does oh, clean true. it later. Yeah. That's... Oh, true. That is. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe I forgot. Like, my favorite panel of season one. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. You're slipping. <laughs> I am slipping. <laughs> I'm so not Kieran's... the same fan I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so he continues and he says, turns out Fleming's had a rendezvous with Davenport, the assassin I just told you about. She is involved in the Apostles' operation as a sort of supervisor. They'll have a meeting at the Carmen Camellia in a few days with the Apostles' messenger. Turns out the Apostle Seventh took over for the leader's operation for his own interests, whatever they are. However, the leader is aware of this little rebellion, thanks to Davensport Intel. So he's really like sharing everything that he learned. He's being open and opaque. Good job, Kieran. And he's preparing, um, you know, like cleaning, medical cleaning supplies while he's talking. And Lauren is unbuttoning, unbundling her bandage. She says, I guess that's another infiltration mission then. I've already had my fair share of them, to be honest. So yeah, after what happened tonight, I can understand Lauren. <laughs> um, oh yeah <laughs> so she you know her bandage is all bloody she's all bloody there's you know that that scratch and she says the wound doesn't look too deep at least i'll manage lauren and who are you trying to fool right i know she's just miss independent over there i don't want any help i don't need no help i can do it all on my own i am strong <laughs> but no kieran is determined to take care of you and you will let him <laughs> mm. He, you know what? He wants to do something good for once in his life. All of his life, he has to hurt people. And you bet he feels like crap about that. But now for once, he has the chance to heal someone instead of hurt them. Like, of course he wants to do that. He wants to do something good for once. There's also the fact that he knows just how stubborn he is based on the fact that she wouldn't even let him carry her to back. Like, he just knows that she's just being her own worst enemy right now. He's basically like... Let me help you. You can't. That is not just a scratch. (laughs) If you get an infection, if you get an infection, I'ma murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Because he probably can relate. Because he was probably like that too. He's gotten injuries, probably similar in the past, where he's like, "Eh, "I'm fine," and then he's like, like with his infection, just being like, "Ah!" So (laughs) his arm almost falls off. This actually happened to me in real life, by the way. I once didn't take care of an infection, and like I'm pretty sure the doctors thought my leg was gonna have to be chopped off. But you got like the red lines. I basically I got like I think it was a cut. I got a cut I think from shaving, like a really small cut, and I saw that it was infected, and it was like a little bit red, and I was like, whatever. I I should have honestly, I should have just. I don't even think I put antibacterial ointment on it. I think I did nothing because I was super busy that week, and then um, basically I didn't take care of it for a week. 
and it just got bigger and bigger. And eventually I went to the emergency room and I had to stay there overnight and they charged me $4,000. Oh, and um, the American health system. Man. Yeah, um, they triaged me like they as soon as when I came in, they, they gave me antibiotics and they were like, come back if it gets worse, come back. And then it did get worse. And they as soon as like they saw me, they're like, you go right in there. And I was like, hey, is that bad? And the guy's like, you didn't say anything. But I was like, OK, oh, I guess no. that's bad. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, point is, you definitely should take care of infections, even if they're tiny when they start out. Clean out your wounds with water. Put some this in three minutes. I can't believe the tetanus got you no I was I was such an idiot and now I understand how people died of stupid small cuts in the olden days before they invented like antibiotics or antibacterial stuff like it was a stupid tiny little cut and Bundin Cal Drogo (laughs) I was thinking of um Anne with an E but oh oh no (laughs) I don't want to spoil that but uh, I haven't watched that show yet it's (laughs) Man, you should really but you need a Trinidadian character. So it's just like, yay. Yeah, I oh, I remember now. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, but I was thinking, like, since we just met Bella and it's hinted that they have a back, like, a backstory together, Karen and Bella, like, they were, and they were, like, friends before this, or at least, like, involved some way. Like, what if one of them got hurt and the other had to, like, stitch the other up? Oh. Like, hmm. So anyway, Kieran does not want anything to happen to Laura. And as y'all pointed out, he recognizes she is stubborn as a mule. And he's like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. And he rolls up his sleeves. Nice, nice. He's getting ready. And he then proceeds to pick up Lauren by the waist and settle her on the desk. And Lauren's like, whoosh. And then we have the best pedal, okay? The best pedal ever. Yeah, like, bro, it does, like, if you're just reading it and you're kind of just like, oh, but, like, it doesn't seem that, like, into it to you. Just imagine, like, someone just picks you up by the waist and puts you on a counter. Like, that is a power move. <laughs> Those of us who read fan fiction, this is the, this is the good stuff. This, this right here. This is what dreams are made of. This is what inspired thousands of fan fiction. <laughs> but, oh, like, it's so beautifully lit. All the lights and like the, the flares of the lens and the dust. And she's just kind of like, what? But he's completely cool as a cucumber. He does not realize the effect that he just had by picking her up and putting her on the counter. I don't know. I don't know. I just think he's good at hiding it. Like he could have just said, hey, Lauren, can you lie still for a second? Can you like not move or can you sit there? He chose to pick her up and put her there. I because he personally. knows that she's stubborn and that yeah. she will not listen to him. He has she to take initiative. True. But I'm going to take yeah, a little I'm, bit more of an emotional like- attack. <laughs> like I think that he want, is desperate for closeness. And yes, even desperate for physical touch. And I think this may be his unconscious way of getting it. I could see I could see the unconscious yeah. being there. I, not could, see that, I yeah. could see that. It's multiple things. It's the onion. It's layers. Onions. Is that I don't know. That uh, that's kind of unsettling to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like an adult dude craving touch to me is just scary for me. <laughs> like I mean, just I mean, no, I get that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, we as humans, we crave physical touch, even if like a lot of us like don't like being touched. Like we need 
physical touch and he doesn't get a lot of that yeah I don't know like maybe it's just being on the younger side like you know being still a minor I don't want to I I wouldn't react well to someone picking me up and setting on the table like without asking me first like I don't want to be touched like that at all that's fair especially by my waist like ooh. yeah Mm -hmm. but again we it's like that's probably like a subconscious thing and he like he's just doing this as well just mainly because she's being stubborn and she she won't let him do anything otherwise but he knows that he has to help her out even if she doesn't want it it is for her own good you know same as like if a doctor needs to touch you to like figure out what's wrong with you at least on the surface I don't know how deep down that subconscious thing could be but it's primarily that in in my opinion yeah yeah I mean the lighting in this episode is so good the lighting (laughs) some of my favorite lighting like it's so warm and inviting and like so soft and like it's very intimate I love it I feel like okay but I feel like this panel did like was life-changing for some people yes yes <laughs> it was yes, a it revolutionary was. moment in the comic yes it was through my phone across the room so yes. not across the room but I was just like no I threw it on my bed so I was just like, <sighs> dude no I read this I remember reading this episode the first time I like I was on my computer I scrolled to that literally I was floored I was like it deserves that and the next couple of panels are just even more of that like every single panel so obviously the vantage point it could sofa f could have chosen to illustrate this from afar where we would see them close together but you know we would be there would be a lot of space around them but they chose to push us into the the close proximity of their bodies so all we see is like really 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 close so we can feel the proximity between the two of them because of the way that the panels are illustrated. And, you know, Kieran kind of takes off her bandages so that he can get to her shoulder and her shoulder is like exposed. And you see this very, very wide gash, like, sorry, Lauren, this was not like a little cut. And he's like hovering over her shoulder. He says, what a moron, you'll need stitches. <laughs> I, this, episode, this, I lo- this sequence is one of my yeah, favorites in the entire comic because- Yeah, same. He like, rips her sleeve art, off. The art. Like, he rips the whole sleeve off of it. And then he's, again, cool as a cucumber, just looking at the cut. But you can see the tension in Lauren's, like, body. And then how she's gripping the side of the counter. Mm-hmm. He's not really thinking about that. You could kind of tell. But for her, and like like you said, how it's drawn, he's so in her presence, and she just wasn't expecting that. She's just, like, you can practically feel his breath on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mm-hmm. really good at putting you in the situation and I love it yeah you can even see hate... <laughs> sorry I may hate Kieran with the burning passion but this scene is so good like just from like the art to the composition and like how it's paced and like just the dialogue it's so good <laughs> and it's such a good episode like wow because like even if you look at his face if you can see his eyes like they're just focused you can just see he's focused on what he's doing and there's like there's nothing else there's like no sarcasm in it like ah it's so good it's so good and you know I think this whole this whole episode is all about the increasing intimacy between them and the increasing trust because 
he is letting her into his apartment, which obviously like she could still at any moment snitch on him, right? And identify his location. And, you know, he's showing that he wants to take care of her though, like genuinely, like he's not, you know, it's not anymore, like you said, not sarcastic. It's just, he really wants to take care of her. And Lauren is very uncomfortable with that. Lauren is the kind of person who always does everything by herself and doesn't let other people help her. So, you know, honestly, even if it was like Kim doing this, she would probably have a lot of the same reactions because she is super independent and she has a very hard shell. Like she doesn't express emotion. She doesn't get soft. She doesn't get like sweet. She's a very tough person. And yeah, it's hard for her to accept this, especially from Kieran, who she doesn't really have, you know, a close relationship with and who she was previously very antagonistic with. So Kieran goes um, and looks like he's getting something from the shelf. And Lauren says, I'm sorry, I couldn't predict that I was going to fall from the third floor and almost break my neck. So again, she's responding with sarcasm. Like she's responding with like banter. She's not ready to like just be serious. Also notice she's like rubbing her neck as well because now he's out of her space and she's just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, she's also kind of like drawn in on herself. Yeah, Yeah. she's covering herself. The self-soothe technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, I can hear lies, not see the future. <laughs> yeah, she's pouring like hot water or iodine. I think it's cup. alcohol or something. Uh-huh. He had that in his hand from when he left that room with the mm-hmm. first aid kit. Right, yeah. And he's like, how the hell did you even end up up there? And she says, Flemings came back to his room while I was still inside. I was hiding under the bed. <laughs> he left quickly though. He didn't see me. And then Kieran puts a needle with thread there into the alcohol. She says, I had to get out, but I heard voices outside the door. So the windows were my only option. And Kieran is dabbing like a swad with the alcohol and he's cleaning her arm. And he he says, it was probably also the dumbest and most sure way to die. And while he's cleaning, you know, rubbing her her wound and cleaning away the blood, she is like, you know, you could tell it's painful for her. And he's like, stop wincing. It's only alcohol. (laughs) He's teasing her. It's very cute. Mm. I love it. I just love it so much. I can. Mm. I love to reminds see him. me what? why I like pH. This episode reminds me why I like pH because, like, I don't know where we are in season two. I don't think like they're good episodes. Let me just say, but you know the episodes that we've like, I don't know. There are episodes that make me feel like this isn't why I got into pH and because I've been doing these podcasts with you and going back through these episodes and really just analyzing them and going panel by panel it's so nostalgic and just uh, I miss season one I still like season two of course but like season one has a vibe that season two has differed from which isn't a bad thing but yeah it seems like these that remind me why I love PH I don't think I have as many scenes from season two as I do from season one and I get that because like uh I agree with you like both seasons have their own vibe it seems and like season one it's just like you said it's nostalgic and it's kind of comforting in a way mm-hmm. yeah remember back back before all the stuff oh <laughs> We're going to get into yeah. those things eventually, but it's kind of like, oh, this was the simple times. Can you believe? Yeah. yeah. We didn't even have a pandemic back then when this oh. episode came out. The pandemic was about to start. This was in January, yeah. I think. Yeah. Something I, like that. yeah. I don't remember. 
I had I just like home this... from college and I was just like yay and then these great episodes are coming out and then yay and then I feel like hmm, I don't remember I thought this episode came out in like December but it, January sounds more correct yeah no, I was home when these came out like home yeah. in my country because I had just graduated from college which I moved back home after that so I remember going into my bedroom which is where I, I threw my phone sometime I remember December 30th um, yeah, the comments on the bottom. Oh yeah, this so, yeah, one. January. This one is January. Yeah. yeah, this one came out free January twentieth. Yeah, yeah, my brain has been lying to me for a year now. Feel feeling betrayed. I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, you. Um, he tells her right as the shortest way to die. They stop wincing. It's only alcohol. And he says, at least you didn't take your findings with you into your tomb. And he's just looking at, that's another gorgeous panel. He's just looking straight down into her eyes. She's looking up. It's just beautiful. The lighting on her eyes, it just makes them pop so much. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's working well too. Mm -mm -mm. I love seeing them like close and, you know, just the trust developing. And he says, so what did you discover in the Fleming, Fleming's room? And she's like, I took pictures actually. She's taking them out from her pocket. There were papers and receipts. And Karen she got the receipts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from some project, from some sort of project he was responsible for overseas. And Kieran is at this point um, sanitizing the needle in a, in a flame. Oh, and you have to get it red hot to get it to be 100% sterile. I learned that in microbiology oh. lab. So he's doing the right thing. Hey. Yeah. Medi- F med school, like, medical f is coming through right now indeed i love that panel though like we're like the lighting on the needle and then the flame itself and then the next panel where he's like threading the stitches stuff like the needle the yeah needle. Oh. Mm-hmm. So looking through the needle and having it be in the foreground just the, mm-hmm. the composition of these of these panels is so good at setting atmosphere and making it look interesting it's just mm-hmm. so fun popped off on this episode they really did they oh i love it and she says some of them had this logo and we see the logo which we also found them of trevor stuff and we see a shot of both of them and on one of his files well one of his files mentioned about another associate who will return from overseas note note associate will return to our halls in two weeks that's what the text says there's no further information about them other than that so now Kieran's like, hmm, another associate. Now that's quite interesting. Smart of you to bring a camera along. He's praising her. He's complimenting her genuinely. Mm. Love it. Meanwhile, big ass needle. That's a giant yeah. needle. Like I know medical needles these days, they're more rounded and like less scary. This one is just like, oh my God. <laughs> me and my fair of needles reading this, like even though I was rejoicing, me and like my deep terror when it comes to needles was just reading that just like, you didn't have like a smallest sewing you have to go for like the giant thing. I mean, like you need you need it for stitches, I I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I have a I have a thought. I'm not sure if you guys want to hear it though. Go for it. Okay, so like no, I'm imagining, I'm, it's angsty, but I'm imagining like bigger needles like hurt more, right? To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do stitches with. So like 
Can you tell where I'm going with this? Oh yet? my god! Oh her no! Purpose. Wait, keep going. Yeah, because no. like Karen doesn't usually have guests, right? And he has a first aid kit, presumably for himself, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure if he would like show up to his apartment bloodied and stuff, but like, like you know, covered in blood. But like you know, he probably has like a backup um, thing just in case. So like, you know, what if he just has bigger needles not like out of necessity but like you know as a choice who he is and what he does the self-punishment i'm that's very sad although i don't know if bigger needles hurt more than smaller needles my opinion yeah i have no idea i'm not gonna test that either so (laughs) it's like you know I figure bigger needles are probably easier to handle, too. Yeah, true. They're less likely to slip out of your finger. Oh, yeah, especially if you're doing it on yourself. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's hard. We're speculating a little too much about these needles. <laughs> anyway, he does tell her. Fan. Like, what did you expect? Right. He says, all right, this might hurt a lot. If you move an inch, I will stab you. <laughs> and he's grasping her arm. She's like, aw. I really have the most caring. And then yeah so he's like leaning over he's really intense you know he's like he's got her arm he's about to stab her and then she's like oh <laughs> because it clearly is very painful and she's ripping the table and like she's the negative the negative mm-hmm. light to show just mm-hmm. the pain yes <laughs> poor lady oh. and she's like sweating and trembling she's like well thanks for the notice it does hurt <laughs> poor lady yeah, I and mean, if she's admitting it hurts, it must really hurt. Yeah. Um, but she continues the conversation because she's still Lauren, and even while she's trembling in pain, she continues to talk because she's a stubborn person. You have to get your mind off the pain. Yeah. Right, also. Yeah, definitely. She says Fleming's clothes were covered in some sort of fresh reddish stains and traces of black smoke. Something tells me he got those stains after arriving to Art Hollis. And now we see a really beautiful image where it's like a long black panel and you just see Kieran's hand, you know, maneuvering in and out. You see the beautiful arc of the, of the, the thread and you see like the bloody needle and his hand is a little bloody too. And there's light just streaming on there. And it's beautiful. It's like just going back and forth. You can see he's going up and down, back and forth. Gorgeous. It's really nice. You can kind of tell he's good at it. You know, it's very graceful. And she continues and weirdest of all i found circus tickets in the pockets of his coat and he's already finished the stitches at this point like he is just like a couple sentences and there's like five neat stitches looks like we'll have plenty of stuff to look into he says he's still very close to her good job officer a little excursion wasn't as much of a fiasco as i first thought so he starts off with a nice compliment and then he just degrades into like semi-insult semi-compliment <laughs> so but and then Cut, cuts it off and he's done it's like am i partner not dead yet that's great panels hmm? that's a graceful sequence of panels like that mm-hmm. panel of him doing the stitches gorgeous i forgot about it like and now yeah. i'm like returning to it beautiful magnificent amazing stunning <laughs> i just love how professionally they've been done because i mm-hmm. had like two stitches once i had to get a mole removed for like to test for melanoma once um, didn't have anything, thank God, but um, they do do it like in sections like that. It's not like sewing stitches. You have to do it this particular way to keep the wounds closer. These are pretty like professional looking stitches. So 
Your boy read a medical textbook. He learned it from an aspiring physician. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Our theory yeah. starting already. Yeah. <laughs> we must keep it. We're not at that episode yet, but hmm. <laughs> I was also thinking like it's likely that BS members do get first aid training because like you know the phantom sites it's they want they want their like members to still be around because if like you know if people were getting or if people were dying left right center then they would be running out of members and also just more people wouldn't be willing to join because of how risky it was so they need people to survive stuff i'm sure they kill so. people left right and center though uh, as we just all no, it was like PS members were dying also especially kieran it's good for kieran to know first aid and for the ps to yeah. be assured that he knows first aid because you know it's hard to train someone to become an assassin like that takes years of just experience and stuff and so you know having their best assassin not know first aid might lead them to more instances where like they're losing top assassins and they have to repeat that process of recruiting new assassins training them getting them out on the field over and over again so anyway he finishes the stitches and you know says my partner said yeah that's great and lauren lauren's looks surprised at her arm she's like you're done already it feels like you've been doing this your entire life and kieran puts the needle back into the alcohol and then he lies and he says, oh, these are actually my first stitches. I'm just naturally talented because <laughs> he's making fun. He's hilarious. And then he chuckles. But then he says the truth. You know, it was an obvious lie. He says, you very quickly learn to be fast and precise when you have to suitor yourself up. And he's still smiling when he says that, even though it's a pretty sad statement. You know, it's a he, more kind of contemplative look, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, huh, like laughing about something that's not really funny, but it's, it's like to cope yeah true uh poor kieran all alone stitching yourself up and you're not alone i'm pretty sure you want lauren because you don't want to be alone yeah all and you don't want to be alone. Alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's terrible <laughs> lauren speaking of being alone or not alone says how am i going to get home now and Kieran at this point is taking off her shoe and her sock, which by the way, oh my God, if a guy that I liked, or even if anybody would try to take off my shoe and I'm like, I don't want you smelling. <laughs> but that's, that's what line. I was I'm thinking. Like, I'm just no, like, like, my guy, please get away from my foot. <laughs> let me wash it in the sink first, please. Do you have soap? Like, no, I have to be don't care way. at all. For, for years of my life, I... <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I wore sandals with socks even in the winter because I hated having my feet enclosed. I hated having stinky feet. I hated feeling hot. I hated that. I was like, no, I just wore sandals with socks for years. And then then I finally like wore shoes again, but like I couldn't handle stinky feet. So yes, I would be mortified. Growing up, I always had to wear school uniforms and it was always like black shoe and socks and it's usually like a black sneaker. So like coming home from school every day, just like, ha, I'm free. Just like, <laughs> take, and mom's like, do not take off your shoes in the car. Do that when you get home. Oh, no. no. I never come home. And like, if, if it's during winter time and I come home and I take off my shoes, I immediately wash my feet. Like I do not walk around with unwashed feet. Either I've been wearing sandals and my feet are like not stinky or I wash them. Like, it's just, I do not deal with stinky feet. 
Yeah, no, because like, like since like I'm a I dance, so like I have just bad feet in general. And then if they're stinky, I'm just like I am screwed. I I can't do anything because like sandals, I can wear sandals, but then my feet look ugly. So it's like this is great. Hmm. Anyway. And he's like touching her feet too. Okay, sorry, oh, but listen. The sweat, the sweat. I, I mean, I guess you can handle it. But by the way, um, okay. Anyway, whatever. I'll tell you guys later. Maybe I was gonna say, but um, <laughs> he's gripping her ankle, and you see her her ankles bruised, purple. And he's like, I don't think you'll be able to get anywhere tonight. And Lauren's upset because she doesn't want to be like helpless and reliant, but he's right. And he's bandaging up her ankle now. And he says, your ankle's not broken at least, but you'll probably need a crutch tomorrow. And like, he doesn't even ask her. He's just quickly doing what has to be done, which is smart of him because if he would ask her, she would say, no, 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 no. And then she would end up with like a broken ankle for like two weeks, you know? And he says, you're staying here tonight. Ba-bum. <laughs> I think this you. is the, one of the pods where I threw my phone again. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, something funny enough though. So this episode came out in like January for non-fast pass, right? So like in that was 2020. In in the fall of 2019, I actually sprained my ankle like really badly and I refused to let it like actually heal because like <laughs> I tried to like while I was still using crutches, I I tried out for my school's volleyball team and like oh, got on the team. <laughs> no, I was Bruh. I was insane like so that's I was, how you end up being in crutches for the rest of your life man I know and so it didn't heal for like three months oh, because gosh. I would do I wouldn't play at the games until like the very end of the season but I would do the practices and so like it, it didn't heal <laughs> so, you were a danger to yourself so you would think that Kieran telling her not to walk and to just not well, got it. He's doing the right thing right now. Yeah. So Kieran, Kieran is yes. right here. Kieran yes. is right in yes. yes, we got it. Score one for Kieran. Who has given him a point? Who has given him a point out of negative 70? <laughs> He's at negative 69 now. Okay. <laughs> and at this, Lauren basically kicks him in the face and he has to duck it's hilarious she's like what oh my gosh she's so funny and he's like you heard me you can't walk I will not carry you across the entire city and there are no cabs at this hour of night especially not in the district call your uncle and tell him you're staying at your boyfriend's house or whatever if you must <laughs> okay he didn't say boyfriend I said boyfriend but <laughs> meanwhile his hand just sitting up just to block her shoe <laughs> not yet Mindy not yet. <laughs> Not yet. By the way, I, okay, I'll tell you, I don't actually believe in boyfriends. I'm like, no, no, no. You go straight from like, you go to fiance and husband. I'm like, what's this boyfriend business? <laughs> That's just how I grew up. Are we? I. <laughs> I'm gonna just sit here, man. I. Sorry. I mean, like I told you, I met my husband on Sunday and we were like engaged by Saturday. So I'm, I'm a quick person. <laughs> Oh, it's still it, working yeah. out. It's still working out. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah. True. yeah. I mean, and um, he, you know, like just does a little proficient tap on her ankle, <laughs> and she's like, ah, she is so ticked off. She does not want this. Yeah. Oh my god, I felt that pain that Lauren's in though. <laughs> like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. If someone tapped my like, so I had to like wrap it like the way Lauren was wrapping it, but literally like just brushing my foot against something would hurt so badly. So Karen tapping it, I want to strangle him because <laughs> I remember that pain. I don't yeah. know. We know. Like a we know. Tap, no, I feel like that one was on purpose. Just like, oh, you yeah. can't walk. Yeah, he's, okay, fine. he's giving her that thing on purpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we have a little break, I think, to indicate that some time has passed. And Lorian is standing at this point. Kieran's putting away the bandages and cleaning up. He's, he's neat. I love neat people. Thank you. So for for making him neat. Now I can like him. Um, <laughs> and then he says, you, and he pauses. You can sleep in the bedroom. I'll take the couch. Because what? there was only one bed. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. Oh, but your boy being a gentleman. Yes, like, bruh. Oh, this is why I wanted this episode. Well, actually, I do all the episodes, but still. <laughs> so lovely. This episode just keeps hitting you with like the fan fiction tropes. She's like one it. after another after another. You're just like, it can't have any more. Then it throws another at you. And you're just like, oh my God. Y'all are being fed in this episode. Yes, we are. Listen, we needed this before the trauma hits. Okay. It's like being in the sun and then a, a storm cloud came for a year. Yes. But it's fine. Honestly, I forgot about the 40s arc. You're right. The 40s arc is a slap to the face after this episode. We're not talking about it. We're not. We don't talk about that right now. Yes. We are we are focusing on the These are the happy times. Yeah. (laughs) So it's the comfort. We talk about the lighting again. As Kieran says that he'll take the couch. Just his shirt and everything. Such a good panel. Forearms. Mm, oh the strong like the strong forearms i'm like yo i i'm a simp hold on let me simp like go ahead sister just i uh, i love guys that have strong forearms it's ah it's gorgeous it is gorgeous Mm. yes it is it is gorgeous i agree (laughs) Oh, and the hair over his eyes. I don't know if I mentioned like mm. 10 million times and I love long hair, but my husband has very kindly agreed to grow out his hair for me. And hey. I literally, once a day or twice a day, I, I like stand in front of him and I stare at him and I look at his hair. I'm like, your hair is so gorgeous. <laughs> I love long hair that flows over men's eyes. I love mm. it. Oh, so stunning. <sighs> anyway. I would say like, even though I'm not of the Kieran simp, he is so well drawn like I in the 30s and like 40s arc I love the way he's drawn it's just immaculate absolutely mm-hmm. immaculate like yes oh, that put him at negative 68 mm, now? so good it's so <laughs> sorry does that put him at negative 68 now or is it like not his choice like it's involuntary <laughs> hmm. haven't decided yet because negative 69 is a pretty good number <laughs> It is a really good one. Yes. <laughs> and I will not let him tarnish the number of my favorite PH episode, even though he is the king in that episode. <laughs> mm, the dichotomy of your feelings, Fakir, and you can write an essay about it. Mm. I love Lauren's face. 
What's that it's song? Layered, it's like Andrea, an Andrea Bocelli. I hate you, but I love you. It's a, yeah. And then there's the, the more modern version also. I hate you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I just think of that pink song where it's just like, I really hate you so much. I think it must be true. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are in love with Kieran. No denying it. Pink has proven this. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, child, anyways. It might be his only redeeming qualities is that he's maybe a communist. Oh. <laughs> he, he's he hates capitalism, marks. and that is a mood. He's not a capitalist, but or, sorry, he's not a communist, but like he, he do be going against that capitalistic system, and that is pretty swag. <laughs> Well, that's what makes you love Kieran. We will accept it. Yes. <laughs> so he uh, he grins at her because she's like, mm-hmm. and he you know has that smirk on his face and he's like, did you hurt your ears in that fall? Go, you have work tomorrow. I'll go fetch the bag of clothes you left at the cave. The police's uniform was in it, right? Which, by the way, is super nice of him. Okay, at this like probably twelve o'clock in the morning, I would not go fetch somebody's clothes from like a very far away location. Probably doesn't live that far from the cave if he's willing to go there but not carry her to her house but yeah. again we don't really know where the cave is but i just want to yeah, say but then the cave is off the map yeah i was about to say like a map like, that we have and he didn't want to carry her across like he didn't want to carry her he has like a long board precinct. he's going like <laughs> he's several long precincts to get like this man bed. really went that far out of his way but didn't want to carry her to her house like hmm. well, i mean oh, carrying someone is harder to do but yeah true it would but take longer i just want to say this is my favorite picture of Kieran ever. Fire, you know this. You've known yes. this for like a year now. So does this thing on her Instagram where she puts select panels up in her story highlights that have no text. This is one of them. I have this on my phone. It's just the smile, the way his shirt is, the lighting. It's just like, my boy. Just... It is yep. also one of my favorite Kieran panels. Like, he just looks so happy. Yeah. Like he, he's not, not necessarily happy happy but he's just kind of like relaxed and comfortable yeah, he's like uh, he he looks soft he looks genuine right he looks yeah he's there's no masks masks here like he looks honest and how he's feeling yeah for once yeah just his face is more open i love it like it, it's comforting this episode is comforting and wholesome it is so. I'm so glad you all feel the same way. It's so nice. I know, we're, in unison. we're in unison for once. <laughs> oh, let us capture this moment forever. The moment it's never going to happen again. We have. Yes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and Lauren's like, takes a deep breath because she basically recognizes he's right, but she hates being told what to do and she hates the thought of being in his house. And she's like, all right, all right, mom, I'll go to bed. <laughs> and she's hopping around. And then she like stops and she's uncomfortable. She's like, and uh, she like looks at side eye glance. And she like kind of like looks like this. She's like, do you have a shirt I could borrow by any chance? <laughs> and Kieran's confused. He's like, why? <sighs> You're a genius. <laughs> she's like, this costume is edgy as hell. Like, yes. Do you think she was going to sleep in that? Like, like, my God, you really think she's going to just... Yeah, uh, yes, let me just sleep in this bloodied maid costume. It's great. Mm-hmm. Suave Kieran is also no brain Kieran. Yes. Remember that. 
And normal Karen is also no brain Karen. Karen does not have any brain cells. Maybe like have a brain cell, but that's it. I don't like this, this character assassination of Kieran. Kieran is a clever man. Look at all the books he has in his apartment. He may be clever, books but he do lacks not make a little... someone smart. No, no, listen, listen. He he may be clever, but he lacks a little bit of common sense. Yeah, <laughs> so overwhelmed by the emotions coursing through him, he couldn't think. There is so some sure. critical thinking that is missing in his little mind. Like there is scripts a little unscrewed right there i have an angst explanation he always sleeps in his buddy wedding clothing oh mm-hmm. no i Kieran, oh. no Kieran wouldn't do that because he would know that the blood well i guess the blood was settled heard, yeah he and he doesn't want sheets, like the acne right oh so that you can't see the blood stains like deadpool oh <laughs> Meanwhile, Kieran is just like, you can't see my tears if I'm wearing clout goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Kieran, you can't see my tears if my mask catches them. You can't see my chairs. These shades are Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling you're quoting stuff that I don't know, but okay. Gen Z memes, man. Memes. Okay. So anyway, so we have, again, some white space to show that time has passed. And now we see um, a window with stars and Lauren is lying down on the bed, looking out of that window. And she looks gorgeous. Oh my God. And we see, first of all, we see a lot of books and I am obsessed with books. And um, if like somebody reads, you know, the word sapiosexual, where you're attracted to someone based on their brain, that mm-hmm. is 100% me. My husband's like the smartest person I know. And like, when he starts talking and he says smart stuff, I'm just like, wow. So when I Same. saw those books, I was like, Kieran, I love you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're a book. I know. Like, bro, if I see anyone, like, if I see anyone talking like about books or just like really, I, I hate to use it, but like intellectual things, I'm just like, please continue. Meanwhile, I'm just there shook over the fact that she's wearing his shirt. Yes, yes. Oh, believe me, I'm there with you. They threw that fan fiction trope at us. She's oh, that, yes. And it's like too big for her because she got her hands cut through the <laughs> sleeves. It's just like, yes, it's everything I wanted. And then we just got so many things that we wanted in just one episode, man. this We were fed in this oh, episode. We were given a beast it was like that scene in beauty and the beast except we actually ate the food because bell in that scene <laughs> eats like none of the food yeah she has like a finger full of like souffle or something it's just like that's it waste of food being fed unlike lauren in that one 40s episode when she oh. enters the room to a buffet and takes a blueberry there were like nine plates of there pancakes. There were pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's not eating tonight either, even though she's probably hungry, but whatever. She's not <laughs> eating. We are, though. Oh, yes, yes. So she's lying on the bed, like you said, looking gorgeous, and she's looking super contemplative, and she is contemplating. She thinks to herself. Pensive? Yeah, pensive. No one's there to see it, though, so is it pensive if nobody sees it? Right. <laughs> And she thinks, what just happened tonight? What am I even doing here? 
And I love this question because to me, like I talked a little bit earlier about the, like the, the outside, like the external reason for why she's here, which is like, yes, you know, your ankle, blah, blah, blah. But I really, really do think that there's an internal reason. And Kieran is also thinking the same thing. You know, she's wondering, she's like you said, lying there looking gorgeous on the bed. And um, at the same time, we see Kieran. Take one second. This panel, this panel right here. I'm, oh, I, I, it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Like the way she's positioned and posed, I'm, I'm a simp. I'm, I am a simp. Me too, fire. Me too. Wait. Lauren, she's a gorgeous woman. She's gorgeous. I don't even want to know what I'm thinking, by the way, when I'm looking at this bed. I'm just saying. It's a little narrow. I'm sorry, what? The bed, bed is narrow. The bed is narrow. That's like my I mean, bed yeah. I have now. I'm accustomed to double oh my bed. God, now I've just... moved. I'm in a twin XL and I'm just like, hey. So this is how this was. Oh, yeah. Kieran's just well. laying on his childhood teen bed. Oh. <laughs> because he hasn't upgraded to where he'll need room for two. Just he doesn't saying. need room for two. He, he needs never... to he needs a room for two it's a sign well anyway but i okay so i'm gonna go to this whole next episode and then i'll tell you my sequence sorry and i'll tell you what my my concluding thoughts are on this whole thing which does have to do with getting a bigger bed and kieran you know she's wondering what is she doing here and kieran is cleaning up the carpet which also made me super happy christy because i love i'm a neat freak and i love clean things and i was like wow kieran you, you have books you keep your house clean i love it irresponsible and he's wondering the exact same thing to himself he is you know his hands are on his knees and he's just stopped cleaning for a second and the light is shining on him and he again is completely unguarded here because nobody's watching him and he says how did I end up bringing her here he actually vocalizes it no one else has ever been here before now he's kind of looking out the window and which is what Lauren was doing a second ago and there's this beautiful panel of just the light moonlight shining on him and the last panel was just stunning. It's him sitting there, you know, with the rag in his hand, just looking at the window. And I love this because I really think that this, the, especially the reason that they're both questioning why are they here? I think the reason Kieran Butter here is because he needs companionship and he is trying to break down the circles that the walls that are around him. And he is bringing someone to his home because he wants to fill it with, with friendship. And I'm not even being like romantic, although friendship could become romance, but he is a lonely person. He doesn't have anyone in his life and people cannot survive like that. And especially Kieran, who I I happen to think is quite a passionate and emotional person. Some people maybe are a little more like, I don't know, you know, less in need of social life, but he strikes me as a very passionate person. And he brought her here because there's something going on underneath the surface, maybe underneath his conscious brain where it says, Kieran, you need, you need warmth. You need human connection. And that's why he brought her here. That's my my opinion. Yeah, no, it is definitely a subconscious need for connection, like any form of connection. She's literally the closest person to him in his life right now. Who knows how long it's been since he's connected with someone, even in a small way, because ever since episodes 26 and 27 and stuff, where she he saved her life, she thanks and bandages him, all that stuff, they've become more comfortable with each other. And they're growing closer together without realizing. Lauren's like, why am I here? Because she's like, she could have fought way more to like make him take her home, right? Like she could have made a bigger scene, but she doesn't. He could have just offered to take her home, but he doesn't. He he, he decides to just let her stay there. Like, and you can see when he makes that decision and it's just like, 
they do seem well particularly Kieran but they both seem kind of like lonely people and Mm -hmm. this is the way that they've they've been able to bond over a common goal and they've begun to learn more about each other and becoming more comfortable with each other and letting each other in in a way not completely but beginning to and I just I just love that yeah I agree as well I I agree with everything you both have said because and then also I just want to bring up the fact just the level of trust he's built with Lauren is enough to like let her into his space because like it is a very intimate thing like letting someone into your home it's especially if you're as closed off a person as he is it's like his first instinct like because even he's asking the question like why why did I even bring her here it's like that was your first instinct to bring her into your safe place because you care for her and just I very nice to see. It was the closest place where he could give her immediate first aid. Mm -hmm. Yes, that too. too. I mean, I I will also say if he wanted to give her first aid, he could have also brought her to the cave. I think they were in like, they were on the other side of the river though. So like in the sixth or fifth precinct so might as well have just taken her home by then by yeah. that point yeah true the house is closer but yeah I yeah I agree with your guys' assessments I don't want Lauren to be the only place where Kieran can find attachment and yeah. a relationship with someone like platonic or not like I don't think that's really fair to Lauren and I'm not saying this like the other way around either because like Kim, um, not Kim Lauren has Kim and Will so she has a support net- network she has Tristan and, you know, her job, you know, with other people in her life, March, Lucas, Lila. she has, she has people, but Kieran doesn't. And although, yes, it's good for Kieran to have more people in his life, like Lauren does, I don't want him to become dependent on Lauren. I don't think that's fair to her. And yeah, no, I agree. I I believe like Lauren, it's a start because if you're as lonely a person and you finally get someone in your life who you can confide in and just have, mm-hmm. that's good. It is fantastic, but I do agree. You should not rely on them as a singular person forever. You sh- it's a start yeah, and that's good, but it shouldn't stay like that forever. Lauren's a great start, but if he only sticks to Lauren, I will be holding a gun to his head until he reaches out to more people. <laughs> you will harsh. make friends. Make friends, damn it. <laughs> and bef- before we go, I just want to point out the author's note again. Growing up, I never thought I'd end up searching sexy bed pose on Google. Oh, yeah. It was oh, meant yeah. to be okay. sexy. Before we end the episode, I, I want to talk about um the sequence of Kieran at the very end because oh my god I I haven't reread Purple Hyacinth in like almost a year now so this is the first time I've reread this episode since like July and even in July I was like rushing through the series so like because 
I didn't think I would make it in time for the um, premiere of season two. And then the time before that, that I'd read it, um, it was act over a year ago and it was for the season one finale. And even then I was reading it pretty quickly. So like, it's been a while since I've fully appreciated this episode. And like, I'm, I for honestly, I forgot about the end of this episode <laughs> as was obvious earlier and rereading it. I don't know how to explain it, but it's the last panel like because of the last panel especially it might be my favorite scene in all of purple hyacinth like to date even knowing what we know now and having like those these new characters and ideas and themes this like it's not my favorite episode but this scene itself might be my favorite episode and i think it's because of like you can kind of feel it because of the lighting it's quite lonely like it's not super depressingly lonely it's just peaceful and melancholic and it's just Karen by himself doing something you know it's Monday and he's watching he's washing blood out of his carpet but like it's peaceful and it's a moment of peace and quiet that's just I don't know really it hit it hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. And especially the end panel with him looking out the window and the light shining on him a bit. Like, wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. <laughs> this, I'm, yeah, this is my favorite scene in all of Purple Hyacinth today. Like even with season two, these four panels or five technically. Yeah. My favorite part. Okay, anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> nah, nah, it's, I like, I like hearing your thoughts, yes. And I do I can't agree. I'm doing this for Kieran. Oh my God, <laughs> disappointed in myself. I'm proud of us. Sip, don't worry. It's all right. We, we won't tell anyone. It'll Except the people watching. The internet <laughs> <for everyone. laughs> You're on record now. On record, flute. <laughs> it's a moment that needs to be appreciated, though. Indeed. No, I, I overcame I, your hesitation to say the truth. Good for you. <laughs> You're doing great. Yep. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lee, Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, one and only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy, Tuggles, Big, and Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, and Milda, Shannon, Esther, I'm watching you, Taurus, Poppy, Seed, Marie, Jen, and Emily, Jean. Your support is truly appreciated. Mm-hmm.